Okay, we are here. Hello. Hello. The lady there. Can you hear my chair squeaking? I can hear your chair squeaking. Yes. Okay. I am here. I am here. I think it's your chair. It might be your knees. It could be my knees. <laughs> uh, maybe it's my elbows, to be honest. Um, who knows? I can't tell your ass from. So, yes. It's one of the <laughs> elbows. It's definitely a symptom of something, isn't it? <laughs> Creaky elbow syndrome. CES. Yeah. It's a known medical condition. Um, you've got to meet with the accountant in a minute, so we should do this quickly. Um, well, we've while got you're meeting yet. with the accountant, our dear listener is going to listen to the wonderful Fatty Elgari. Fatty Elgari, what a funny woman. Good lord. She is absolutely brilliant. She's just done uh, Russell Howard's, uh, I was going to say good news, but I don't think it's that program anymore. The Russell Howard, current Russell Howard thing where he puts uh, new people on the telly and she absolutely rocks it with that set. It's hilarious. She is brilliant. She's funny. This conversation spends a lot of time with It's sponsored by Biscoff. I mean, it's not, but if they want to send us a few quid, it might might as well. Just a jar of Biscoff spread that would make all (laughs) would make us very happy that would be lovely do the job if you send us 10 jars we'll send one of them to Fatiha because <laughs> we're nice that way it also true it also features uh, quite a bit of mention of another of our erstwhile podcast stars from when we first mm-hmm. did this podcast which is uh, Esther Benito who has uh, yeah. is, is going to be on live at the Apollo in the next few weeks very exciting mm-hmm. We yes. spot them first, and then they we become do. big stars. That's right. That's yeah. Everybody that's how it works. else. So um, I loved well the bit that I loved of the show, apart from the Fiskoff bit, was um, they talked. We, uh, we talked about a party, a fantastic sort of fantasy party, and it sounded such a laugh to me. So that's we well worth listening out for. I want to go to that party so badly. Yeah, and of course there's 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 also mention of duck in a cupboard, but I'm not telling you any more about that. You have to listen for yourself. But duck in a cupboard is just one of my new favourite phrases. But don't look, guys, don't keep ducks in cupboards. Well, unless they are made of plastic and that's what they like. Yes, yes, that's it's true. It's a happy place yes. to be if they're a cuddly duck or a plastic duck. Yes. Otherwise, don't keep a duck in cupboards. No, don't keep real ducks. I did see it a would be a quackest duck. thing to do. <laughs> That is, I think, I mean, yeah, I think we should just tell people to stop listening to us and listen to Fatia. Yeah, yeah. I mean, by by, by keeping on listening to us. Yes, obviously. I'm the best bit. (laughs) Apart from me. Hmm. Yeah, and Fatia, who's really, oh yeah, she's really good. Hello, I'm Pauline Eyre. And I'm Louise Lee. This is Air Lee Doors, and we are... Opening doors to other dimensions. Here's how it works. We feed information about our guest into our space-time generator, the Dimension Matrix, or Dominatrix for short, and she creates a whole bunch of portals, or doors, into other dimensions. And then we let our guest peer through the doors into alternative realities. Will they be living out their wildest dreams, trapped in their childhood nightmares? Or some weird bastard mixture of the two. But Louise, who is our lucky guest today? It's the woman who puts the he-he-he in the hijab, as seen on Jonathan Ross's stand-up show on your actual telly, and the only woman to make me completely belly laugh at a Zoom gig, it's Fatia El-Ghori! Hi! 
Belly laugh at a Zoom gig is impressive. How yeah. are you doing, Fatiha? Hey, guys. I'm very well, thank you. How are you? All right, Bearing up. Cold. Oh. I've got a horrible cold and Louise has misophonia, which means that if I sniff, she freaks out and I can't stop sniffing. So, But apart from that, gorgeous. Fine. I'm doing fine, everyone. I'm fine. You're doing very I'm well. Fine. You're doing very well because I'm really trying not to sniff. <laughs> You're doing brilliantly. Anyway, right. But anyway, it's about Fatia, not us. <laughs> it is. <laughs> so, uh, Fatia, lots of the things that come out of the dominatrix are made from the ingredients that come from your own life. Okay. So you might recognise some. And before we set her off, we've got one more person we need to put into the machine, and it's not you, Diggory. Um, tell her, this is who we're going to put in. Your worst ever boss. Who is your worst ever boss, Pata? So my worst ever boss was this lady, and she used to wear a fake, well, I don't know why I say fake wig. It's not, obviously a wig is fake. I don't know why <laughs> I say that. <laughs> she wore a real wig of her own hair. <laughs> that, well she's so evil she could probably do that but um yeah she was just awful so she wore a fake wig and oh, there again okay so she wore a wig and the wig was like disgusting because she, she didn't look after it properly it just looked like a box on her head and um <laughs> honestly for real and she had really bad breath so she was just like an all-round evil box ticker you know uh, <laughs> yeah she was horrible she's she was a bully and you know, oh. not very nice, not a good manager at all, not good at a job, completely Ew. rubbish. So, yeah. Ew. Yeah, and, and I like I've been there, been there, and it's always a boss that's not very good at their job that turns mm. out to be a bully of everybody else because they're just deflecting what their own, yeah, crap Absolutely. is. Are you sure that the smell was her breath or could it have been the dead animal on her head? It's probably a mixture. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? And Louise, you said you've never had a bad boss. That means you were probably the bad That's boss. That's because she's I a self-employed yet... person. <laughs> yeah. Oh, okay. I, I have I have had some bad bosses, but I am a fair, far worse employee than I I could ever have as a boss. <laughs> <laughs> the things Louise has done as an employee would put oh. hairs on your hijab. Listen, I tell you, she's naughty. <laughs> the amount of companies I have literally brought down. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think there's a company st still standing that I've worked for. Um, anyway, <laughs> she had to become a comedian. There was nothing left. Yeah, and no one was ever going to employ her. I can only ruin my own life from now on. Uh, so, <laughs> so I think we found ourselves a sort of baddie, haven't we? What should we call her? We can't call her real name, obviously. That would no. be slander. Absolutely so, fun though. Um, yeah. Can we call her? Can we call her Wiggy McBad Breath? Yes, that's a perfect name. <laughs> okay, let's pop her in the dominatrix and set it. Isn't that a salad spinner? No. So, yes, no. Now, before we look through the first door, just to explain the game, the good news is we're going to use the power of the dominatrix to allow you to actually walk through one of the doors and live the life you see on the other side. But the bad news is you have to make the decision before you know what all the options are. If you see something you like, it's choose it or lose it. Brilliant. Okay. Okay. Okay, yeah. how are you a good decision maker? Are you going to be absolutely decisive here or are you going to be worrying? I am going to worry, but I'm going to worry, but be decisive. 
I like it. Yes to all of the above. Yes. Yeah. Fantastic. Because it really, really matters. And if you make the wrong decisions, it could affect the rest of your afternoon. Good. Okay. <laughs> Let's play Let's the game. Let's with the game. Door number one. Okay. So in this scenario, you, Fatia, are the principal dancer at the Royal Ballet. How does that sound? That sounds marvellous. That is like my, when I was younger, that was my dream to be a ballerina. Oh, did you do ballet lessons? No, no. <laughs> oh, you didn't? Um, oh. Yeah, no. I just used to stand. I used to go to our living room. We used to have a window. We had a balcony and a window. And I used to go to the window and, and stand on my toes and pretend I was a ballerina. We had flowers there and I used to pretend they were the audience. But yeah. Oh, oh I always wanted to do ballet. And I'm going to really ugh, my privilege here. But I went to a private school and you had to pay extra for ballet. And my parents wouldn't let us have ballet lessons. So we had to sit the class out stupid mm. and I really really wanted to be one of the girls that did ballet and I absolutely loved it and I used to sit and watch them mm. how awful it was just stupid mm. private school nonsense and um when when I had a daughter <laughs> she got put through ballet and I sat <laughs> at the side and it was like literally I was imagining I was the one there doing the toes in the first position the third but yeah, excellent mm. I just I really really you know she would, yeah. Actually, my daughter did love ballet, so that was fine. Mm. But I absolutely lived it through her. It's Yeah, I totally get that idea of wanting to be one of those people that does ballet. Mm. Yeah. I, I did a few, like I did a sort of baby ballet when I was about three. And I remember that there was me and, uh, uh, well, this is how posh my background is, Candida. Well, there was a girl called Candida. Who used to, of course we, there was. Did Candida end up, end up spreading it around a bit? No, but her sister Chlamydia was quite the girl. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to tell that story because it's about me and I want to hear what's going to happen to Fatia. We're going back to the Royal Ballet. Your candidate is not the, the principal dancer. Pauline is not the principal dancer. Fatia is the principal, principal dancer. dancer. She leaps into the air like a graceful thing that's graceful. Knowing swan. that her partner... A swan, a graceful swan. Knowing yeah. that her partner will catch her effortlessly oh, that's a beautiful the, thing but mm -hmm. who is your partner let's find out oh fatia it's Tell someone me, i are think they big and are they, are they big and beautiful a big well beautiful definitely um it's uh, your friend and mine Esther Manita. Oh, top comedy oh, no. queen, Esther Manita. What's wrong with Esther Manita? Nothing's wrong with her. She just won't be able to hold me. She's, you better send the condolences to her family. <laughs> She's, there's not a lot of her. She might break catching exactly. anybody. You could, you could exactly. throw your phone at her. She might break. Exactly. She goes to like pick up one chickpea and she breaks. You know? <laughs> like, so, yeah. She is. Oh, but she's your dear friend, though, isn't she? She's yeah, not, no, she's not definitely. nasty to you anyway. She's never no, done anything no. mean. I mean, well, not her really. It's her bloody hair that's um, a bloody <laughs> nuisance. It just gets in your face, and honestly, everywhere. And you know, if we're in a car, it needs its own like seat and things. It's just too much. <laughs> and its own so, seatbelt. Yeah. <laughs> Down. Exactly. It's just too much. So yeah. A lot of hair. Yeah. yeah. 
And Fantastic. Um, is she someone that, that, you know, like if you're in a relationship of, of dance partners, then there must be real trust between you. Is, that, is she someone that you would be able to trust that if she were strong enough to catch you, that she could, that she would? Yeah. That she would sure let you that. down or fuck you and over. Because in this scenario, she is. She is your partner. Yes. No, yeah. she would. I trust her. She wouldn't. She wouldn't um, drop me or anything like that. She wouldn't be able to drop me because I would have squashed her already. But, um, <laughs> yeah, she. No, I trust her hundred percent. She'd never she drop throw you me. under a bus. <laughs> no. In I any might way. Fall on her, and we both go under the bus. But yeah, no, she wouldn't. Yeah, no. <laughs> She'd keep me safe. Brilliant. Fantastic. Fantastic. Um, but are you sure she's she's never thrown you under a bus? even metaphorically speaking. <laughs> yes. Because <laughs> I hear she has a special nickname for you. Oh, bloody hell, yeah. <laughs> yes, she does. She does. Tell us. You wanna... So yeah. she calls me Susan. But of course this she is, does. Yeah, <laughs> it makes sense, right? Because I totally look like a Susan. So basically, how this happened was, on the circuit, when I first started, a lot of the audience members and some of the acts that I didn't know would say to me, like, are you a character act? Because they were like, wear hijab. And I'm like, who the hell in their right mind would want (laughs) to pretend to be a Muslim in this day and age? Do you know what I'm saying? So, yeah, so, um, so, yeah, her and this other comedian just keep on commenting on my posts, like, Susan, stop it. Susan, are you coming to the pub? Susan. And I'm like, can you just stop? And then people are like, are you, Susan, do you want a something? bacon sandwich? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly that kind of stuff. So like, and then people messaging me going, are you, is, are you a Muslim or not? What's going on? Are you converted to Muslim? Was, was, uh, was your, um, you know, previous name Susan? I'm like, no, it's not. And so, yeah, it's just. They're just a wind up and they keep on doing it in front of people. And yeah, so yeah. <laughs> Brilliant. That's hilarious. They're cheating. Bad, so bad woman, you, that estimator. Right. Yes. Quite. Would you choose, therefore, to, to be the prima ballerina, but with estimator as your partner? I mean, that's your childhood dream coming true. And you're working with a mate. Do you choose yeah. it or lose it? No, let's choose it. Let's choose it. Yeah. You're going to choose it. Okay, but yeah. then that. Door that number means one. you can't choose anything else. That's it. None of the other five doors are available to you then if you choose it. Okay. Or do I Let's gamble? Oh, I don't know. What? I mean, it what seems is, like it's quite a nice a game one. of Jeopardy. There could be worse, but it's a nice one to start with. Better. Yeah, this is the problem. Okay, let me let me choose it. I was going to say, what if like I don't know. Matt Damon's behind one of the doors. No, not Matt Damon. He's a prick. No, do not put that in. I don't know if I should. (laughs) I don't know if I should. Honestly, I don't want to get sued. I don't know if... um, Can you imagine if someone sued you and was like, can you prove that I'm a prick? I'd be like, well, you're just kind of proving it because you're suing me, you prick. That's good. I do um, not need a lawyer. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. You just proved it. But um, no, maybe. Oh, what if somebody really gorgeous like Superman's well, behind one it? of the doors? Yeah. yeah. Mm. All right. I tell you what. Let's let's take a risk. Let's stick with Esther. Stick with <gasps> You're going with door number one. You're sticking yes. with Esther. 
Oh, yes. fantastic. I'm going to do the wild I'm I was a bit taken aback, which is why I didn't do it straight away. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, fantastic. Absolutely fine. Come on then. Let's you have, have chosen door number one, and that is where we will send you at the end of the show. But for now, we're going to take you through the other doors to show you what you could have won. It okay. might just be torture. Door number two. Okay, door number two. You've got a duck in a cupboard. <laughs> what? <laughs> Why has <laughs> the dominatrix spun this up, Fatia? <gasps> So basically, <laughs> a duck in a cupboard, a you cup in a duck cows, cupboard. You know what? <laughs> it wasn't me. It was definitely her. So um, basically, when I was younger, right? So in my comedy set, I do a joke about one of my brothers who wouldn't, who used to get us in trouble in school because he he would keep on eating bacon when they told him he wasn't allowed to have it. So my mum would tell them. <laughs> that we're not allowed to have it. And my mum come up the school and confronted him back. She's like, they've told you a million times what's wrong with you. He's like, but I like it. <laughs> and my mum's like, oh my Allah. You know, it was just like a big mess. <laughs> it was like an EastEnders finale, you know, one of those. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So yeah, it was awful. But he is a problem, that one, when we were growing up, because he used to do mad shit. Like, for example, he would go, he would go to a local park and... Get, one time he brought duck home and he brought the whole nest <gasps> with eggs and everything in it. And oh my, my mom, God. Yeah, and he left the nest under his bed and my mum could hear this noise in the cupboard and she was like, what's going on? And she opened the cupboard in his room and this frigging duck flew out in her face. And then, <laughs> you know, he got, he got in so much trouble. Honestly, he brought a duck and eggs, he brought a swan, he brought a rabbit, Jeez. all these things. I'm telling you, I, he thought he was like, you know that crocodile hunter man, like, with all these animals. Steve Irwin. Yeah. 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 We had a, a whole little, you know, have you seen Tiger King? It was a little Tiger King going <laughs> on our flat Do you know what? I mean, minus the gay sex and stuff. It was, and drugs and guns. But it, <laughs> Apart from that. But just like just in the animals. Way. Yeah, exactly. So, um, <gasps> yeah, oh, wow. that's why. So, wow. Yeah. Well, he just was an animal lover. Yeah. Okay. He yeah. is. He really is. Yeah. And as an adult now, they've got. He's got animals. As an adult, oh. I'm, I'm not talking about his kids. I'm talking about real life. <laughs> so, yeah. Oh well, there you go. We've we've got a scenario now where you've got a duck in the cupboard, and you can keep the duck forever. And the duck has the spirit of someone in the dominatrix. Who's it going to be? like to keep this person in the cupboard forever the duck has the spirit of baroness saeed varsi oh okay is she the chair of the conservative party or former chair of the conservative party something like that i've got a little story to tell you about oh Oh, have you a nice one yeah nice story so i did latitude uh, the the festival and they it's a music festival but they do they have different comedy tent yeah exactly and i did a comedy tent there and um there was someone in the audience and a lady in the audience and mm-hmm. uh, the, and then I finished my performance and everything, got off stage and then I got a follow on Instagram, I uh, know Twitter by Baroness Wazi and then, oh. and I was showing it to everyone. I was like, guys, guys, look, oh my God, because I do, I know she's a Tory, but she does have, I think she has more kind of late, late, a left, let's say left, not Labour, let's say a left 
leanings. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like she is, she when they when they mess up, she will admit that and stuff. You know. Yeah, she's um she's, she's a working class girl. Yes, grew up so in she, a, grew up parent, parents are both immigrants, I think. And she grew up in something like Bradford or something. So I did watch the Channel 4 stand-up thing and you really got to know her. She came from proper humble beginnings and she came over so well in that show. She came over proper... And, oh, my God, can she do stand-up? Jeez. Yeah, I heard she's really good. good. She was amazing. When when yeah, so she's got she's got left leanings, I think. So yeah, I she's great. Her, she's her point was she's yeah, it, yeah. likewise, because she's she talked about how she's always grown up as the outsider, and then she mm. went to the Tory party where she was even more the outsider. Yeah. Um, so it is it is quite baffling. She does seem like um yeah, a good egg. Decent. Yeah. Yes, exactly. Yeah. So, so basically, so what happened? So she followed me on on Twitter, and then Ooh. I showed it to the other people that Esther was there actually. And I was like, oh, um, oh my God, uh, uh, Baroness Wazi just followed me, and they're like, what? And I was like, look, and I showed them the picture, and then Esther goes to me, she was in the front row, and I was like, shut your mouth, no oh, wow. way. <laughs> cool. Oh my God. Yeah, I didn't. And she came up to me, and she said. Because I remember that woman, because they were like, she was the woman, and they described what she was wearing. And I was like, well, yeah. that woman came up to me, but she looked so different. Because you know when you see her on TV, she's suited and booted and all suited. that. Yeah, yeah. But she was just dressed like, you know, like we like normally and yeah. stuff. And, and, um, and I, so oh, I didn't yeah. recognize her. And then also I get really shy when people come up to me afterwards. I oh, mean, yeah, don't so stop do coming up to me. Do come up to me. But like, <laughs> as long know, as it's the praise. Exactly, yeah. praise and chocolate and money <laughs> yeah. if you really need yes. to. If you've got yeah. some spare thousands <laughs> hanging around, like, give them to me. But so, yeah, it was, um, yeah, so I get really shy because I don't know what to say. And I'm just like, I'm always like, thank you so much, thank you. Because you don't have to do that. And they do. So I'm really grateful yeah. for yeah, it. Yeah, so I didn't really exactly. clock. I didn't, I don't really look at people. I'm just like, thank you so much. And I just get really shy. But she, yeah, 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 so yeah, it was her. Thank you. That's lovely. So, please, yeah. stop, please stop. Okay, that's fine. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So back to this scenario yeah. then. Back to this scenario. Would you like yeah. to keep Baroness Farsi in a cupboard? <laughs> Doesn't sound I mean, so good when I put it that way. She's a duck, though, yeah, with I'm, the spirit of. I, I mean, you can't. Should you would you have chosen this if you could? You shouldn't keep anybody in a cupboard. Yeah, you shouldn't. Not, not Harry Potter, not Baby in the Corner, nobody. Shouldn't keep nobody yeah. nowhere. Apart but, from yeah, the Tory government. But anyway, <laughs> no, yes. I, um, I I'd rather yeah. get them out of the cabinet. Hey, but don't tish, Paulina. <laughs> now, you can't. Well, would you? would this have been tempting? Because you no. can't have it. Oh, good. No. good. Just as well, so then. you wouldn't swap it for for Esther. No and the ballet. Okay, great. Yeah, excellent. Let's move on. Okay, let's see what else you can't have. Door number three. This sounds like a proper bitchy podcast. Let's see what else you can't have. You can't. Have. Oh, no, I okay. <laughs> I was gonna say this is like your mum when you you know like when you yeah I don't know I'm naughty yes. she's like you are not gonna have that pudding yes like, like, you lot are evil let man. me look in the fridge to look at all the puddings that you could possibly have that you can't have yeah. well, pudding number three <laughs> yes this is a pudding based one as well because you're on a date but the guy hasn't shown up ever happened to you mm. ever been um, that yes. And how, what sort, of, what sort of way do you How respond? did you cope with that? How did you cope? Nothing. Like, I just ordered 
double the food and pretend. And then so like I would, and then I sat in my, I just had a date with myself basically. So I sat in my seat and then I ate and then I sat in the other seat and then ate and then I sat in my seat again and said, how is your food? And then I sat in the other seat and said, it's bloody marvellous, how's yours? And then, and then when I had to pay the bill, I had to fight with myself and that was it. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> Fantastic. So it's the same scenario, but as you finish the last spoonful of their biscoffy ice cream. Yum. Yum indeed. My favourite. Do you know what I did yesterday? I had I had a scone with biscoff spread on it. And Ooh. it was lovely. And I thought I'd really like some more biscoff spread. So I, but if I had like a piece of toast and biscoff, that would be really bad. That'd be greedy. And I had this knife full of Biscoff spread. And I, so I was like, shall I just lick the knife? And I was like, well, no, because that would be very bad manners to lick the knife. So I just spread it on my hand. Like my hand was a scone. <laughs> and, and then and that licked wasn't bad manners off. at all. That was neither you bad manners nor greedy. a lady. <laughs> oh, no. Anyway. Okay, so in this scenario, just as you finish the last spoonful of their Biscoffy ice cream, they arrive, your date, terribly apologetic. And it is... Oh, my goodness, you are absolutely smashing this game because it's Wiggy McBad breath. Yay! Oh I God. ate your dinner, bitch. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, that would be so great. That would be the. I would have picked this one for sure. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> but you can't have it. You can't have the biscoffy ice cream. You can't have the first course, and you can't have Wiggy McBad breath. <laughs> oh no, I'm sad now. How are Never you? mind. I'm going to have to have some biscoffee after this. Yes. Oh, that yeah, makes everything better. <laughs> okay, so still happy, but you, but so you are now like, oh, Esther Benito, the ballet dancer, can go fuck herself. Exactly. Big time. <laughs> Big time. Exactly. Oh. I want the biscoffee and the bad breath. You can't have it. You've got <laughs> to have know. Esther instead of biscoffee. You're you... Susan forever. Susan the ballerina. Oh. oh, and you're probably, in, as a ballet, if you're a ballerina, you've probably never eaten biscoffee. No, not true, allowed. True. Then oh I wouldn't my... have any recollection. Rec- yeah. You wouldn't Sorry. even know. <laughs> well, you probably true. did have some, and then you and then you threw up. Oh yeah. God, that's awful. But that's so true. Mm. And you have terrible feet. But anyway, yes, exactly. <laughs> I've got terrible <laughs> feet now, terrible. anyway. So. But you know, oh, and you at least ballet. There you go. Yeah, <laughs> you're turning down the opportunity to have to have even been asked out by Wiggy McBadbreath. That's pretty. You know, all have asked her out. I mean, that's not a good scenario. Mm. Uh, so let's kiss it goodbye. <laughs> With a let's terrible move on whiff. to the next one. Three left. See if any of them are better than Esther, Biscoffy and Susan. Mm-hmm. Door number four. Tell us about your favourite ever heckle, Fatia. Um, my favorite ever heckle, I think, has to be when I was doing this really dodgy pub in East London, and I'm from East London, and um, it was in this place where there was like lots of St George's flags and stuff, and I was like, legit, like calling my mum from the lobby, going, "I really love you, mum. I might not make it." Out. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like the only ethnic person there, and I don't, my friend booked me. I don't know what. 
he was my friend. He's not anymore. But I, <laughs> I just don't know what hap- like what he was thinking. So anyway, so I went in there and I was doing my set, and then this old man from the audio- from the pub bar kept on shouting and going, "Shut up, get out, piss off." And all this kind of stuff. And then so I stopped and I said, what did you say? And then he went, get out or something. And I said, sorry, I don't speak English. <laughs> and then he pissed himself. And then he came up to me afterwards. And this guy couldn't even, like, walk properly. He was so old. I was like, I don't know what you're doing. Go back to your care home. Why are you here? And then he was like, um, you're not bad for a hijabi. I was like, all right, mate. Get get out. Like, yeah. Wow. wow. So, yeah. Well, behind door number four is backstage at the Hammersmith Apollo. There's dry ice around your ankles, hiding your terrible feet. The backdrop (laughs) raises. You walk onto the stage for live at the Apollo. And immediately before you open your mouth, someone in the front row heckles you. But it's a great heckle. It gives you the perfect comeback and you are nailing this gig. Does this sound heavenly? Yes. It does sound heavenly. I've gone a bit goosebumpy myself, actually. Yeah, I'm like, oh. Imagine doing Live at the Apollo, but being so on it, not so not so nervous that you could still come out and actually nail a heckle. That would be amazing. Mm. Anyway, yeah. the heckler is... I just dropped the piece of paper on the floor. Oh, it's Dion Warwick. <laughs> she is Warwick and not Warwick, isn't she? She is Warwick, yeah. Yeah. Oh, nailed that too. Oh! So fatty. Oh, I, I would I would cry if that happened. If she heckled me, I would just stop doing my comedy and sing her own song back to her. <laughs> do you know what I mean? That is what I would do. Seriously, I would just be like, no, sorry, I can't do the comedy anymore. Stop recording. I can't believe you heckled me. Why do you have to be such a heartbreaker? I know, exactly. You know. <laughs> Why couldn't oh you just walk God. on by? Very good. There you go. <laughs> so, so yeah, I would, oh, my God. But I wouldn't pick this one. I'd be happy to lose this one. Okay, good. Phew. Okay, good. Why? Because you don't feel that you want to do Live at the Apollo or that you are you don't want to be heckled by Dionne Warwick? Warwick. Um, I feel like. If if she was there and she done that, I would just lose the plot. In terms of excitement, I'll just sing to her, and they'll be like, "Um, you're here to do comedy," and I'll be like, "You need to shut your mouth and get out of my face because Diane Warwick is here." And then I would probably get cancelled. Do you know what I mean? And then they would try; they'd have to carry me away, and yeah, it would just be this terrible. Would go so viral because she is incredible on Twitter. Yeah, she is. I follow her actually. She is funny. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the, you know, I'm a bit like. For where I used to work before, we used to do not we used to do, we did karaoke one year and we did mm. it in the workplace. We have a like a little meeting room upstairs. So we had a little party there and then we did like it was like a Christmas thing. And um it was like two o'clock in the morning. They're like, Fatia, we need to lock the building. I'm like, just one more song, yeah. <laughs> and they're like, You said that 20 songs ago. I'm like, don't be like this, please. Oh my and god. Do you know what? So was that before you started doing stand-up? Yeah. I have had a very similar experience where I was basically like, you will take this microphone out of my cold, dead hand. (laughs) (laughs) I haven't done done karaoke since since starting stand-up, but I used to do the entire back catalogue of, of, you know, Tammy Wynette. Yeah, all of it. it. Yes, but I haven't done, I want to play house yet. (laughs) 
I I actually haven't done fake album. I never did karaoke again after that event when I was probably 23 or 24 because I was so embarrassed when I woke up the next morning that I had sort of been elbowing people out of the way (laughs) and going no 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 wait wait I haven't done karaoke Uh, isn't for doing in public with friends karaoke is just about me yeah I think this is is a this is a stand-up comedian personality thing imagine if a load of comedians went out to do karaoke oh they do though no one would get home alive we'd kill each other Mm. <laughs> it would have to be very, very carefully refereed by yes. someone. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, oh God. Battle. So okay, well we've lost we've lost we've Dion. Lost Dion. Okay. Yeah. Sorry, Dion. I love you, girl, but bye. <laughs> You're trading. Bye, 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 bye. You're trading Dion Warwick for Esther Manito. Wow. I know. Esther bloody better appreciate this. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> she better start training for that ballet. Exactly. Exactly. Okay, let's have a look. See what else you could have won. Door number five. Okay. <laughs> In this scenario, you are at a party after gig. Do you like parties? I love parties. I like. I tell you, my favourite parties are like Moroccan parties. Okay. Moroccan, and um, we just have loads of music and dancing, and it's like it's just fun and food. There's just like lot like the food is just constant and the dancing is just constant and then music and oh it's just great. one time I went to this like it was in the, here in London and it was um like a women's only but it was like um for Arab for not not Arab for Muslim women so there was no men and you weren't allowed to take you they had well actually there was you, there was a wall and you could take pictures against the wall but no recording on the dance floor mm-hmm. No taking pictures with your friends if you weren't at that wall. If they caught anybody like that, they would kick them out. They were really strict on it. All the staff were female as well. So, like, and the DJ was female. Oh, my God. Again, I was on the dance floor. And the girl's like, listen, it's four in the morning. I need to go. I'm like, one more song, yeah, one more song. (laughs) (laughs) My friends were like, have you seen, like, the film Clueless where they're at that club and that guy Christian that she likes just won't stop dancing and they're, like, falling asleep. And it was like that. My friends were like that on the table. They're like, Fetiha, come on, man. We want to go. And I'm like, one more, one more. Come on, come on, one more. And it was just ridiculous. And I was the last one standing. I didn't have my shoes on. My hair, I, done, I had my hair done. I went hairdressers. I got it all done. And then I put a hijab on. And when I got in there, I took it off. I had to like, my hair was all in a bun on the top of my head. I was sweating. I looked like one of those, you know, when you see those um people in a club and they've got those glow lights and they're on high on ketamine. Yeah. That's what I look like. <laughs> my eyeliner was all down my face my mascara I was just like I was drenched it was yeah it was a sight that sounds amazing and also presumably no booze to yeah. ruin it yeah yeah there's no everyone just on nat- natural party vibes yeah exactly and because it was it's for Muslim women so obviously they're not all Arab they're not all Asian they're not so it was mixed you had like yeah, yeah. black Muslim girls South Asian Muslim girls East Asian Muslim girls a Middle nice. Eastern Muslim girls so it was really mixed and the DJ played songs from all over the world like that, oh, that wow. yeah it was just so good all over like she, and she played a bit of like western music too but a lot of it was mainly like music from like cult ethnic music like from wherever people are from so she played like Moroccan music she played like oh, um, South Asian music you know like all that kind of stuff it was so good so they do it yearly so good oh, like 
you could come you could come because it's not just exclusive the only reason why they say it's a muslim woman's party is only because so the women can take their hijabs off but there are like non-muslims there it's just that so you can take your hijab off that's all really so yeah really good sounds amazing so even security was like uh female and stuff and they had the like so outside the hall that we was in, there was some women's toilets opposite and they had that part cornered off so that no men would come there and stuff. It was really good. So good. Brilliant. Awesome. Okay. Awesome. So in this scenario, you're standing, you're in a group with Lisa Rinner from off of Real Housewives. Oh, my God. Jane Fonda. Oh, my God. <laughs> Pink. Oh, my God. <laughs> and Diane Abbott. Mm-hmm. Oh my god, yes. Mm-hmm. Okay, you're all having a fine old time. I'll be um, honest with you, Fatia, we stalked your Twitter following list to put this, <laughs> to put this guest list together. <laughs> you are losing it on the dance floor. How do you feel about your whole Estamanita life now? I feel like I'm going to smack Estamanita the next time I see her. <laughs> <laughs> because this is what this is the one I would have picked this one for sure 100% okay. I don't know who it'll be with Matt yet so Lisa Rinna says oh Fatiha have you met this person but you already know them because they are your best friend and it is oh you said not to put in but the dominatrix was listening it's Matt Damon <laughs> 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 okay. Wow, wow, wow. So, first of all, um, Matt Damon is your best friend and he's broken into this women only party. Mm-hmm. So, you might be right about your hijab off. <laughs> I mean, you have to marry him. You have to marry him. He'll have to marry all the women in there now because he's seen all their hair. <laughs> so. Okay, so no, I wouldn't pick this one. Oh, thank goodness. I wouldn't. But thank um, goodness. yeah, if all, yeah, because it's not fair for the other people at the party, is it? So yeah, no. So I wouldn't pick this one. I'm afraid. Do you know what? And if, if but, it was, if if it was that situation, that would be a real um, tell that he shouldn't be your best friend because he should respect your boundaries. Exactly. And it sounds like yes. he's like knock his way in because he's like that sounds like such a good thing and i want to have a go and she won't mind she's my best friend and yes. then and this would be a listening. massive tell he's not been listening yeah. he doesn't respect your boundaries so thank goodness you haven't chosen this one off with his head <laughs> <laughs> slam with his door <laughs> yeah exactly Shame, though, because it sounded really good up until then. It was good. I know, right? Exactly. Okay. So we are now at the final door, Fatia, mm-hmm. and I'm going to offer you the chance to swap Esamanito and the ballet and Susan for whatever is behind this door. Okay. What do you reckon? I'm not going to tell you what it is. You've got to decide now. And then oh, I've got to decide is. now. Yeah. Okay. No, I'm going to stick with. Esther, You're gonna stick with Esther, yeah, yeah. Because I look at all the good things I've let go. I'm gonna have to stick the but the the biscoffy one. Nothing can top that. Do you know what I mean? So um, <laughs> so yeah, I'm gonna have to stick with that bloody big hair Esther. 
Oh, damn her. All right, then. Let's go for it. Okay. Door number six. Oh, mate. I'm so sorry. One of your hands is made of biscoffy ice cream. That's great. You can take a bite or a lick anytime. You, are you a licker or a biter, Fatiha? A licker. There you go. <laughs> you can do that whenever put, you want. Can I put that on my Tinder profile now? Yeah, most definitely. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone wants to lick your hand. Would you let them? This is this is hell, a COVID free. Hell scenario. no. What is wrong with you? Go to the shop, buy your own biscoffee about you licking my hand. No way. Well, in this reality, there's only one person you will allow to lick your biscoffy ice cream hand. Mm. And that person, how are you feeling about this decision now? Uh, what you mean, like forfeit in it? Yeah. Yeah. Um, are you regretting it so far? No. You still want Esther more than this. Yeah, yeah, because biscoffee is we're gonna be very messy. It will get all over my clothes and I ain't got time for that nonsense. And how will I put yeah. on my hijab as well? Do you know what I mean? You'd have to have, have a special hand. glove, wouldn't you? I'll You'd tell you what, this person Yeah, or this person who's allowed to lick your hand, they use one of their hands or both of their hands to help you with your hijab and then, oh, but okay. then you've got then you've always got to have someone on hand, haven't you? <laughs> on hand. <laughs> it wasn't on purpose (laughs) right let's let's find out who the person is the only person that you will allow to lick your biscoffy ice cream hand is Dwayne the Rock Johnson hot damn (laughs) (laughs) i think you lot are really evil you know yeah it wasn't our fault you chose it (laughs) (laughs) we gave you the chance (laughs) i think oh man okay so i know i think i'll stick with esther you have to it's just as well you don't have the choice you don't have this is what you've lost yeah. So I think yeah i've like i'm i'm not too gutted that i've lost it i'll tell you why because if he had, if he could lick my biscoffy hand every day, all day, then he wouldn't be, he wouldn't become, he'd stop being a rock and he'd become like I don't <laughs> the marshmallow. Know. Exactly. <laughs> or I was going to say, he'd probably become like a mountain or a mound. Or, yeah. You know what yeah. I mean? So, so yeah, yeah, you're right. Or a pebble, a pebble. Let's call or it he'd pebble. have to, and if, if he did that, he'd have to spend so much time in the gym. Well, running it and working it all off that you would just never see him yeah unless so you started going to the gym and that's a lot exactly and who wants to do that like no way no and <laughs> you wouldn't yeah. be able to hold the rowing machine because you've got a hand made out of biscoffee exactly and then well, also yeah. other, and it... other people might want to come and have a lick and that's not happening do you know what no. I mean and also just just the boundaries people yeah, it's also just that the inconvenience of hand of having a hand made of ice cream, you know, that like in hot weather, it would just melt when you were just trying to like open your car door or something. That's the best exactly. bit. That's the best <laughs> bit when it's hot weather and it's melting down your hand. It's the oh, best I hate bit. That. Well, I'm making anything. the best of this scenario, but I am grieving for this lost scenario. <laughs> <laughs>
You're making think... the best of it when you're wrong. She's turned this down. And he would still be the rock and he would run up to her to lick the ice cream and they'd stay fit and it would all be fabulous. And he's funny and nice. Have you, did you seen that Twitter thing where he, there's a video of, that he's taking in his car. Have you seen that? And no, the people no. in the car next to him, so he pulls up at a junction and the people at the car next to him go, oh my God, oh my God, it's The Rock. So he winds down his window and goes, yeah, it is, hi! And he's just oh. lovely. And oh. then he drives off and he just oh. looks into the camera and goes, I love it when that happens. And he obviously does it all the time. He's a darling. Yeah. He looks like there's a show. He's got a show on TV about his life. He stars in it as well. Oh, maybe a, that's why he had the camera. It's like a comedy drama. But yeah, no, he is. Um, I do like him a lot. Yeah, but he's yeah. lovely. But oh, the, the, well, you wouldn't you wouldn't it, sacrifice then. the use of a hand uh, to spend your no, life. No, I wouldn't. <laughs> I wouldn't. We'd, probably fight over, we'd probably fight over it as well. So you know, yeah. you know, he'd be like, "I want a lick." I'd be like, "You've already had one. Get lost." It's my time. <laughs> and then he'd be like, "You can't talk like that to me. I'm the rock." And I'm like, "Whatever, bro. I've got the biscoffee hand. Shut up." You know what I mean? <laughs> so, and it would just be like that, and the police would have to come, and then you know what I mean. Yeah. Then they'd so want to have hell. a lick, and then what the hell? <laughs> you know. <laughs> so yeah, forget it. Okay, let's shut the door and Dwayne the Ron Johnson. John's right. <laughs> How do you not say Dwayne the Ron Johnson um, every time? Oh. <laughs> let's shut the door. Oh, okay. wow. So that's it. It's gone. You have chosen door number one um, and you are going to be a ballerina, principal ballerina with the Royal Ballet with Esther Minito as your partner. It does sound lovely. You would have so much fun. But just before you go through that door, Fatia, where can our listener, Ruth Kelly, primary school teacher from South London and our loveliest listener of all, where can Ruth find out more about you? So I have Twitter, Facebook, Instagram and TikTok. And you can find me on all three of those, all four of those, sorry. And um, it's just my full name, Fatia El Gori. Fatia El Gori, G H O R R I. Hashtag Susan. (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely. Fantastic. Thank you very much, Fatia. Thank you for having me. Thank you. Bye. That's enough of that nonsense. Let's, uh, if you want to find out more about us, you can follow us on the socials at E-Y-R-E-L-E-I-G-H on Twitter, Early Doors on Facebook and Instagram. Thank you so much for listening. If you've enjoyed yourself today, please leave us a review, subscribe or tell a friend. Or better off, of course, do all three. So bye. I'm off through this door to where everyone is a Spaniard. My husband is a spaniel, my kids are spaniels, even my pet spaniel is a spaniel. You will be happy there. And I'm going to go through this door where David Bowie's dog, Max, is still alive and so is his owner. The three of us are off for a walk on the moon because he was in the snowman. This one makes sense to me. That's good enough for me. Bye. This podcast is brought to you by us. We did all the work. The voiceovers were by John Darvel. Well done, Hermie. Eh? <laughs>